You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Isn't it frustrating to sell products or services, fulfill your part of the deal, and then get a chargeback or a dispute 45 days later? Today, I'm going to tell you how to win back your disputes. If you're selling any product or service online and you have received one chargeback or more, then this episode is for you. And I'm going to tell you three surefire ways that you will win back your chargebacks and start getting your money back from customers who are being dishonest with you. Now, I will say that prevention is key. So you could take a lot of steps to ensure that that doesn't happen. And I have a couple of episodes and I'm going to link one down below where you can look at some ways to prevent chargebacks. But today I'm really going to focus on what you can do to get your money back and spend the least amount of time and resources in winning the chargeback back or the dispute back. Now, there are many companies that offer these types of services and it can get quite expensive. I mean, at a certain point, if you're paying, you know, $20, $30 or whatever you're paying for a chargeback, plus you pay a fee for a, a third-party company, it can range anywhere from five to, you know, $20 or a percentage of the sale, um, you know, to, to for them to win it back. It could get really expensive, especially if they're not winning as many back as you're hoping. You might be losing even more. And this is even more important if obviously your product is under a hundred bucks. Um, I mean, you know, if you're paying for the chargeback fee and then for a company to dispute it and all that time back and forth, um, obviously it could be a big waste of time. So if you have a couple of customer service people or you have some extra time yourself, if you know you're a small business, I have a really great guide that you can follow to you know dispute chargebacks that can really automate the process. You can keep it internal. You'll probably be more successful than the companies that are doing it for you. And obviously you'll save some money um, by not paying a third-party provider. So there are a couple of things, and I'm going to give you three really important things to know about how to dispute your chargebacks. And like I said, go to my website, mariasparagas.com. Send me a note if you want the full guide. And it's literally just plug and play. Um, and I'll send it out to you for free. One thing and the first and most important thing when you're disputing a chargeback is to gather all information and documentation that you have about the customer and the transaction. Now, obviously everybody's business is different and it can range in terms of what you have available, but essentially you need a transaction transactional approval screenshots. So, you know, go into your gateway, whether that's NMI, authorized.net, Stripe, whatever the case is, take a screenshot of where that transaction was approved and the information on there. So usually it's like the person's name, their mailing address, their phone number. There's a CVV status, meaning, meaning that you, um, you know, check the CVV and it was the correct CVV and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, um, you know, get that screenshot, get a screenshot of your checkout page with your terms and conditions, you know, showing the pricing and so forth. You can get that. You can get transaction receipts or any client contracts, any communication that you've had with the customer, if it's, you know, through email and so on and so forth. Um, any login attempts, if you have a, a members area and you can see that the person logged in and so forth, you know, like a log of that. Um, so these are interesting things. And there's obviously a lot more depends on your business, but uh, gather anything that you have about that customer, any communication and really put it in one place. Now, next, what you want to do uh, is you want to have to use that information. You don't have to use all of it. Now, let me explain here. 
you are sending this document to uh, your processor and that processor is sending it to the customer's bank. So these people know nothing about your business, know probably nothing about what you're selling or how you're selling it or or really can, they don't even have time really to get into the ins and outs of the transaction. So what you want to do is you want to dumb it down as much as possible and make it very easy to follow. Make sure a 10-year-old is able to follow this transaction and kind of get to the end. So you don't want to barrage them with a 30 or 40 page document. Obviously, if you're if you're disputing a $10,000 transaction, it's going to be longer. If you're disputing a $500 transaction, it's going to be shorter. But what you have to keep in mind is that you only have to include pertinent information and things that will actually make sense. Let me give you an example. If you have a conversation by email, that is a thread of about 30 emails back and forth. And in order to understand what's happening, somebody has to read that whole thread. That's probably not something you want to include. You may want to include one snippet of a customer you know, saying, yes, I did buy your product or whatever the case is. You don't want to include something that's going to confuse the person reading it at the other end and saying, I have no idea what's going on. Um, and if they don't understand, guess what? You're not getting your money back. So you have to keep in mind that the, you know, you have to provide as much information as possible, but you also have to provide it in a very logical way. And you have to, you know, ensure that whoever is reading it will understand, you know, this is what happened in the transaction. This is what product you fulfilled. This is what the customer agreed to. And ultimately that, yes, they did buy that and they did not complain and they did not fulfill, you know, their part of the bargain. Step two is really to put everything on a Word document and keep in mind, like I said, you need to cut out some things that don't make sense or that are maybe more internal or, you know, something that, you know, a person reading it that doesn't know anything about this transaction will not understand. Now, once you have, you know, your kind of broken down list of what needs to be on there and the documents that you are going to be providing right on top of each of the screenshots or every document that you're providing, you're going to write what it is. So number one, you know, this is the transaction receipt that was sent on, write the date after the purchase that occurred on write the date. So you want to really guide the person reading as to what every screenshot is with a little summary at the top. So think of yourself doing kind of like a, a, a report for school or something like that. You want to put the screenshot of, you know, what you're, you're providing as information, but then put a little description at the top so they can follow along. You want to put this in one nice word document. So you know, number one is the transaction receipt with, you know, the, the information that we gathered. Number two is an email that we sent to the customer explaining what, you know, when we ship the product or whatever the case is, if you're shipping a product, then you have a shipping receipt, include the shipping receipt. You know, here is the shipping receipt confirming that the customer received the product and so on and so forth. So just literally one word document with screenshots of everything, really explaining what each thing is, keep it brief, keep it concise but complete. So again, I can't tell you how many pages it's going to be, but you don't want to make something too, too long because if the other person at the bank receiving it sees that they don't understand, they'll probably just decline you. Last but not least, and this is, you know, just in terms of methodology, the quicker you respond to a dispute or a chargeback, the more chances you are of succeeding of getting your money back. So, you know, usually what happens is that you get an alert 
from, you know, Stripe or your payment processor that a chargeback has come in. And, you know, sometimes they can give you 30 days to respond. The thing is, the quicker you respond, the more likely you are to win. So if you wait till the 11th hour to respond like a day or two before it expires, you may run out of luck because, you know, paperwork sometimes takes a little bit longer and you may have missed a deadline and so, and so forth. So what you need to do is as soon as you get a chargeback, you have a good process you know, uh, already outlined and you need to respond, you know, if you can within the 48 hours, that's really best. Uh, if you can't really just try to get it as quickly as possible without waiting the, that last few days to respond. So act fast basically is what I'm saying. Now, using these tactics will ensure success. I've seen it time and time again. Every time I coach, you know, merchants that work with me at Direct Painted on how to win chargebacks or, you know, I've even trained some customer support teams on how to do it. Um, you know, the results are way better than working with a third party. Usually it's more cost effective and, you know, Typically what happens is that within a couple of weeks, the process is really, um, you know, kind of created and very easy and a template is there to follow. So, um, you know, it seems like a daunting task, but it's actually really, really simple uh, with just a couple of tries um, and having obviously somebody on your team or yourself uh, dedicated to doing this. And also keep in mind, doing it in-house is usually more cost-effective, but if you do have uh, the budget and you don't have the manpower, then obviously there are some uh, reliable third parties that can help you with that. As I said earlier, if you want a guide on how to effectively you know, dispute chargebacks and have good rebuttals, check out my website, mariasbragas.com. Send me a quick note there and I will send it to you for free. And I guarantee you, you're going to start seeing some great win rates. If you have any questions or if you want to check out some ways to prevent chargebacks, check out the, the, the description below and I'll have a link on a past episode on a few good things that you should do to avoid having to use this advice that you heard today. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with anybody who can find it useful. Thanks again. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once.